up in Jesus' name. We bless you and we love you. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And, Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, and mentally. And, Lord, we just thank and praise you, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk about readjusting our sight. Amen. God wants us to believe again. Is this making sense to anybody? Because, you know, sometimes when a long period of time passes by, you kind of lose your vision. Am I here today? Amen. Amen. You lose your vision. And so God is saying to readjust things. Believe it. He wants us to believe again. So in order to believe again, you have to get your, set your sights on the right thing. Amen. He's saying, come back. Amen. That sounds familiar. Did I come to the right place? Believe again. Come back, saith the Lord. For you are too far away from me. Sometimes when a long uh, period of time passes, you know, we're in faith and we're doing everything that we're supposed to be doing, but things get a little monotonous or however you say that word. Or it gets repetitive and we seem to lose hope. In other words, we're not going after that thing like we used to. Amen? So he's saying, come back to me. Come back, readjust, refocus, because you're too far away from me. Can I get an amen? God wants us to come back into his presence so we can get it right this time. You know why? Because this is it. Like, this is it. Amen? God doesn't want us to miss anything that he has for us. Amen. We've come too far to quit now. We have come too far. And so he's saying, calm down and find me again. Amen. Am I in the right place? Come back to the place where I have called you to be and seek my face. Hallelujah. In other words, God wants to refocus our sight or refocus uh, what we are looking at or, or fix it, adjust it, fix it, where we can see more clearly And see really what God is doing. Amen. Because the devil comes in there with false things. False vision. False hope. False everything. He's an imitator. And so he will give us false everything. Amen. Um, Amen. I'm talking about the promises of God. God's trying to get them. He's trying to deliver them to us. Amen. Hallelujah. So he said, come back to the place where I have called you to be and seek my face. He says, if you seek after me instead of trying to do it all yourself, I will realign your faith. So he's saying, come back. Now, these are instructions. Are y'all getting this? Come back and believe again. Believe in the promise. Believe in the vision. Believe in what you are standing for. Come back and believe again. 
And he is going to readjust your focus. Amen? Realign your faith. See, we just need a little help, a little tweaking. Because when, a lo- a, a, when time, a pe- long period of time passes, sometimes we can get into the humdrum of everyday life. And so God is saying, come back into my presence and find me again. And not that you're lost, but he's saying, seek my face, find my face, get, have a one-on-one with me. If you seek after me instead of trying to do it yourself, I will realign your faith. I'll realign your vision. And I will readjust your eyesight so that you can see clearly again. So all God wants us to do is have a clear vision of what he is doing in our lives. A clear vision of what we're supposed to be doing. Because you know God has a part, we have a part. He doesn't want us wasting any more time. Amen? So get into the right proximity or the right place because he says you are too far away from him. And he says stop being emotional. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and begin to see. In other words, he says start looking and get out of the emotional realm. Let go of your anger. Amen. And unrestrict your ability to see. See, sometimes when you have too much on your mind, too much thinking will cause the vision to fade or become unclear. And so God is saying, let all of that stuff go and resubmit your heart. Resubmit your spirit. Resubmit your mind to me. And don't miss your Kairos moment. Amen. Don't miss your season to seize it. It's a Kairos moment. This is your season to seize what you've been promised. Is anybody here today other than me? Okay. This is your Kairos moment, and God does not want you to miss it. This is your season to seize what it is that he has promised you. And so what he's doing is he's telling us how to do it, how to seize, how to pursue and subdue. Like Kelly was talking about, pursue and subdue. He's telling us how to do it. Amen. And he don't want you trying to figure out if it's going to work or not. God's way is going to work. It's going to work, all right? He already got it planned out. See, God has a plan. We have to get in the right, I don't know, a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. So our steps are ordered, but we got to get on the right path. And all he wants to do is lead us to what he has for us. So readjust your thinking readjust but the thing he's talking about today is sight looking at the wrong thing and he wants to bring us back in full sight amen and looking at the right thing so resubmit everything that you've put into whatever it is i don't know i know what my situation is and what i've been doing and a lot of times i look at the wrong thing 
and I capitalize on the wrong thing when I should be over here capitalizing on this because that over there is okay. God's got that. And so refocus. He's talking about refocusing, realigning, and submitting ourselves once again to him. Amen. So he's saying come back. Come back to him and believe again. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. Believe again. Because this is your season to seize it and not waste time. Amen. Get into the right position. That's also part of your Kairos moment is getting into the right position to seize what God is showing you. You see, God has to show you. When God shows you, then you can seize it. Amen. So begin to see again. When you come back to me and I'll realign your vision and your wisdom. For he says, I am ready to perform it. Are y'all here today? Jeremiah 1, let's go there. Because I am ready to perform it. So when you are ready, just look at it like this on Christmas morning. Most kids in here, they're, they're grown now. Your children, but you remember Christmas morning. And when you would prepare everything and get everything ready. Amen. And, and the kids were always, sometimes they didn't wait till morning. <laughs> but they were ready to seize whatever it was that, that you had for them. They were expecting. God wants, us, God wants us in that same position. He wants us to be ready to seize what, that gift that he has. And don't lose hope. It's been a lot of time. People lose hope when it's been a lot of time. Or they, you know, want to settle for less. And he's saying that don't settle for less. Just get refocused so that you can seize what it is that he has for you. Jeremiah 1 verse 12. Well, let's go to 11. It says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Amen. An almond tree is the, the tree that blooms earlier. It's called the waker. Because it blooms earlier than any other tree. And it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Amen. He is ready. He is watching over the word, his word, to perform it. So the waker tree is always, uh, is not hesitant in blooming. It's kind of full of anticipation, and this is the way he wants us to be. So he told Jeremiah, you see, you have seen well. Amen. And that's what we want him to say about us. We have seen well. Amen. He see the branch of an almond tree, the early bloomer. He's, in other words, you want your your you want your blessing right now. Amen. So don't miss this moment, this Kairos moment. 
Don't miss your season and allow the devil, don't allow the devil to distract you with disappointment and with anger. Amen. Because the word of the Lord says, I am ready. Didn't it say that in verse, what verse was that? 12. It says, I am ready to perform my word. And that word ready means watching, anticipating, and hastening. It means also alert, vigilant, and watchful, watchfully carrying over whatever it is he has for us. Now, can you believe God is saying that I am ready? I am watchfully watching over with anticipation what I have for you. Doesn't seem like it, though, does it? It seems like God's taking his own sweet time. And I think that's why he's saying come back. You know, it's kind of like just getting, this is what I, I took, just getting instructions again. Amen. Just going to God saying, okay, God, what was that that you told me to do? Or have I done everything I'm supposed to do? You know, have I missed anything? Just going back and sitting in his presence so that he can show you. He's got so many things. He said, I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. Because there's a whole lot to the story we don't know. (laughs) We know things in part. But I believe God has a whole lot of stuff to show us concerning our situation that we don't know. He might give you a little glimpse of a certain person. We don't know. That may be what God wants us to see. He may, he may want, want us to see that. But he's saying, come back to me. Come back and realign, get readjusted so I can show you great and mighty things that you know not. Amen. God is saying that he watches over his word, and now he is ready to perform it. Amen. Everybody need to be jumping for joy. Hallelujah. Everybody need to be happy about that. So come back to the last place that you were blessed and reevaluate, amen, how you view the situation. You know, it's funny. This is it's not about God telling us something we don't already know. But I'm hoping that you're not um, ignoring this message about what it really, what it's really saying to us. And what God is saying is that we have been viewing things wrong. He says He wants to readjust what you see. He wants to readjust readjust what you're looking at. He's talking about seeing. He's not talking about. You know, your particular situation and you're not looking at the, he's saying he wants to give you a new vision, a clearer vision. And so he wants you to see what he is, has planned for you. And this is kind of, to me, I'm taking it like he wants to give us a preview. Amen. Of what's to come. A preview. He's never, has, he, has he ever done that really before? He's given us little through his word. But I'm telling you, he is saying that he wants to give us a preview with, our, in the, nat, with the natural eye. Amen. He wants to, amen. I, I knew I had to keep breaking that thing down because that's something to be excited about. He wants to give us a, a clear view. It's, and that's why Jeremiah 1.12 is talking about that olive tree, the, the waker, that early bloom. He wants to give us an early 
view, an early preview of what's to come. He's never done that before. Amen. He's encouraged me through the word, and I've been, you know, and I've seen with, with my spiritual eyes. Y'all understand what I'm saying? But this word is talking about giving us a preview in the natural. So this is why he's saying, come back. Come back to me. Get in my presence again because I got something to show you that I've never shown you before. Just like, amen. You know, just like uh, Jeremiah. He says, what do you see? I see the branch of an olive tree. That's the waker. That's the early blooming tree. He wants us to see something early before it actually takes place. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And that's why, that, that, that's why the tree is called the waker. It's awakened. It's, it's germinating. And it's, you know, per, preparing to be fruitful and seed when all the other trees are sleeping. Amen. And so he wants, and why is God doing this? Because we've been faithful, because you're faithful. Amen. He sees his people faithful. Amen. And see, the devil is always going to try to show you the wrong thing. He doesn't want you to see what God has for you. You know, and that's why you have to see with your faith. But your faith has brought you this far. And now it is time. Amen. It's time to perform it. You don't want to be scared, do you? No. <laughs> like that ain't here. Who is who that? <laughs> so you can say, okay, there he is. Because he gave me a preview and I know. Amen. <laughs> you don't want to be running. Or my my preview messed my head up, so please, you know, when it comes, make it better. You know. Woo. <laughs> Woo. So we need to reevaluate how we view our situation. Amen. In other words, get rid of the carnal vision and come closer to God so his vision can be our vision. Amen. To seize the promise. It's time to seize. Amen. <laughs> this is your season to believe again, not stop believing, to believe again. And be careful when you get tired. Don't let disappointment and emotional, um, whatever, emotionalism stop God's plan and purpose in your life. Because emotionalism will, will mess stuff up. Amen. And we need to stop running from God. Don't run away from him when trouble comes or when we get discouraged. Go back to his presence and get it straightened out. And so he's saying if we come back, amen, if we visit him again, like the, like the early bloomer, like the waker tree, be, be uh, you know, first to... Get in his presence. Seek him early and seek him late. He says he, he'll give us a new vision and he'll take that carnal vision, get rid of it, and give us a, a, a better, clearer vision of what's to come. 
and he'll show us things to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 50 right quick. Come back to him. Believe again. He's trying to get encourage our faith. He's saying, believe again. Psalm 50, verse 15. It says, but God is re... But, oh, wait a minute. That's not it. Psalm 50, 15. It says, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Amen. Hallelujah. I think I should... Uh, let me start. Let me... Let me um, Read verse 10. It says, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. And if I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine, and all that is in its fullness. Verse 13 says, um, Will I eat flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vow. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vow to the Most High, and call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. But to the wicked, God says, "What right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth?" Amen. Now, verse seventeen says, "Seeing you hate instructions, talk to the wicked." Hate instructions and cast my words behind you. When you saw a thief, you consented with him and have been a partaker with adultery. Well, see, religious people do this all the time. Amen. Do it all the time. You give your mouth to evil and your tongue flames to seep. Amen. But he says, but to my people. He says, you call on me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. Amen. He has deliverance for his people. Amen. Job 22. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Job 22, verse 27. And it says, you will make your prayers to him, and he will hear you, and you will pay your vows, and you will, you will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. Amen? Hallelujah. So and God is saying, he will hear you when you come back to him, get in his presence, he says, then you'll be able to declare a thing. And it shall be done. Why is he saying this? Because he's ready to, he's ready to uh, perform on his word. He wants everything in the right alignment. And God is so good because he'll tell us what we need to do. These are instructions. Amen. He says, we'll be able to declare a thing and it will be established for you. Light will shine upon you. You have, we have a part to do, and God has a part. John 5. John verse 5. I mean, John chapter 5, verse 2. 
And this is the story, I think, of a, a certain man. Hallelujah. Sick 38 years. See, I have a feeling God is talking about time, how much time has passed. When time passed, your vision gets messed up when a lot of time passed. You lose your energy to <laughs> to pursue it. <laughs> it's like, and when it come, it come. I've been living this long without it, you know. And so I know that God is trying to encourage us. Amen. Listen, come on now. I know you're tired, but that's why I want to give you a preview to, to spark your interest again. Because see, time will do that to you. Amen. And that's why God is saying, watch it when you're tired of a situation. Watch it. Because that's when the devil, I'm telling you, he'll come in and hit you with everything. Amen. But God is always ahead of, he's so much smarter than the devil. And he knows what's going on before the devil even can strike. And so he says, come closer. Come back to me. Come back. Get in my presence. And I'm going to show you some things that you know not, things that you have not seen before. And just like the waker tree that has early bloom, it's an early tree. I'm going to give you a little summer early to strike your interest again because I know you've lost, you've almost lost interest because you're tired. Disappointments will jump you when you're tired. Discouragement will jump you when you're tired. And so God is saying, Come back and get in my presence, and I'm going to show you something I have not shown you before. And when I do that, I bet you I don't lose your concentration. <laughs> I bet you when I do that, I don't lose your con. You, you don't lose your concentration again. Why? Why is God? Because it is time. Amen. You know, this is the time to seize it, subdue, and what is it? Pursue and subdue. Amen. This is the time. It's a Kairos moment. You know, Kairos moments don't come often. Amen. And that's your time to seize it. It's your time. A Kairos moment is a time that God ordains where he says, let's get this taken care of right now. Let's, let's chop this up right now. Let's get rid of all this doubt and unbelief and this win-win and I don't care now and God is saying I'm, I'm getting rid of that. Amen. Because that's, that's what time. We are in that time. Don't miss, he's saying don't miss your season. Don't miss your season. See this is your season right now and God is saying don't miss your season. Because when, if you miss, this is how people miss their season. They miss their season by being too tired, thinking it's too late. This has been going on too long. I don't care no more. Amen. So a Kairos moment only comes when God is saying it is time. And he is saying it's your time to seize this thing. Amen. Don't miss your season. Because it's your season now. 
A good example is this certain man that was sick 38 years. He had an infirmity. You know the story, but I'm hoping God will give us new vision in this story. John 5, verse 2. Well, let's go to 1 because it's what Kelly used to say. After this, <laughs> after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jews went up to Jerusalem. And it says, and now there is, a, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. And it means having five porches. Amen. Uh, Bethesda, I think that's an Arabic, Arabic, Arabic word. Amen. And so it says in verse 3, and these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now what does that mean? That means that you have to move fast. You don't have another 20 years to think about what God is saying today. Amen. It's like this. Seize the moment now. It's time now, today, to seize the moment. This, this is your Kairos moment. 38 years went by. 10, 15, 20 went by. And God is saying that time won't come back anymore. He's saying, but now is your Kairos moment. Now, right now, amen? Because, it, see, this was his Kairos moment, this, this blind man. It says the person who jumps in the water first after the water was stirred, the stirring of the water, amen? It says the person that gets in stepped in first. That's in verse 4. Verse 5 says, Now a certain man there was who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew, and knew that he already had been in this condition a long time. See, God knows the length of time you've been dealing with this same thing over and over. Are y'all here today? And this is why he asked him at the end of verse 6, he says, do you want to be made well? And in other words, look, I know it's been a long time. I know you've been sick. I know you've been dealing with this issue for years. But now, after this, see, after this, do you want to be made whole? Or now, after this, do you still want the promise? Are y'all here? Now after this, after all this time, after everything that's going on, after all this standing, after all this praying, after all this trying to do the right thing, do you still want what God has for you? Because it's going to take some desire. It's going to take desire to seize your Kairos moment. Are y'all here? going to take some desire amen so tired ain't going to get it disappointment so you got to let things of the past go amen because yes 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 and yes to all these things it's been a long time it's been hard all that stuff 
But those have been years of preparation. They didn't go for anything. Amen. They didn't go for nothing. They, they meant a lot in the spirit realm. But it's like now, can you put all of that aside, seek my face, come back and seize the moment? Because now is your time. Amen. Now is your time. And when, let's see, verse 7, the sick man answered him. I'm in John 5, verse 7. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool. So what is it about our Kairos moment when it finally gets here, we come up with excuses? You know why? Because we tired. We tired. We too tired to seize. This man was too tired. After 38 years, he was too tired to seize his moment. Amen? Too tired. But you know what? God don't care about how much time it's been. He don't care about that. Because, see, the promise can be received at any time. Amen? And if it's on a time schedule, God gives us other things to do to rejoice in. Why? We ain't just sitting sad with our heads drooping. We're inter- interacting in other uh, happy moments. You understand what I'm saying? He gives us other things to hang on to while we're waiting, in other words. It ain't just you sitting waiting with your head bowing down. You shouldn't be anyway. And we're not. We're busy. But this man was too busy, and God understood that. But guess what? He did not care. Because he says, today is the day of salvation, and now is the appointed time. And so he said to him in verse 7, he says, uh, in verse 8, well, in verse 6, he says, uh, do you want to be made whole? And this is why he asked him, he's saying, I don't have time to rehash the 38 years. Are y'all understanding this? Verse 8, Jesus said to him, rise. And take up your bed and walk. So there's the instruction that he gave him. Amen. He gave him his instruction. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Hallelujah. So it says immediately. It didn't say the next day. It said immediately he took up. So what am I saying? He don't want to hear it. Just do the instruction. Complete the instruction. We know it's it's a lot of stuff going on, and that's gone off. <coughs> Thank you. But he's saying, seize the moment. This is your time. This is your Kairos moment. Verse 10, the Jews therefore said to him, who was cursed? It is the Sabbath. It is not, a law, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. See, here come the religious people. Can't get healing around them. You just got to walk out in faith. And it doesn't, don't listen to what they're saying to you. It doesn't matter if he was healed on a Sunday. It don't matter. He seized his moment. You know, he, sub, he pursued and subdued. Amen. Because God says this is your moment. He didn't have time to go and, and ask them what day it was. He didn't care. He answered them in verse 11. He who made me well said, take up your bed and walk. So in other words, he's telling them, look, Jesus told me to take up my bed. He didn't tell me about a day, that it was Sunday. 
the man. <laughs> Amen. The man who who said to you, take up your bed and walk. Amen. Verse 13, but the one who has healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude. Did I skip a uh, did I skip 12? Verse 12, then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrew uh, a multitude being in that place. In other words, Jesus grabbed a hat and he left. He left because he didn't want to go through all of this crazy religious uh you know, who who said you could get healed? It's on the sun. Who was the man? Let's show, you don't have time for that. He got his healing. Amen. He followed his instructions and got his healing. You know, when you get your, when you seize your Kairos moment, there's going to be a lot of questions for you. You can stand there and answer them if you want to. Or you can just receive and keep moving. Keep it moving. Amen. Because the religious is never going to, they are never going to like how you got your blessing. Are you kidding me? And they're always going to question God. And you can stand and try to figure it out, but this man, he learned a lot in his 38 years. Amen. <laughs> and so he wasn't explaining anything in any way. Jesus left. Hallelujah. Verse 14, afterwards, Jesus found him. Now listen to this. Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you have been made well. Sin no more, at least the worst thing come upon you. In other words, don't go back into your old lifestyle of being pitiful, feeling sorry for yourself, being lame, and being religious. Be careful who you hang around. Verse 15, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. End of story. It was Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So the instructions were to pick up your bed, rise, pick up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. How many of you want immediately? Are you ready for immediately? <laughs> so we know that Bethesda word is, is um, Hebrew, but it, that word Bethesda means house of outpour or five porches. And so it's like this. Do you want what God has for you? Do you want what God is pouring out? That word Bethesda means outpour. Do you want what God is pouring out? I think now's the time to make that decision. Or do you want to just go backwards because you're tired and say it's not worth it? Amen. But, you know, think about this. The best is yet to come. The best is always yet to come. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and the mind cannot conceive what God has in store for those who love him. So we ain't seen the best yet. We only have a glimpse. We have, you, this, is, this is something to think about. We have what we think it's going to be. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's why God is saying readjust your sight. Readjust your sin. Let, let him show you like the waker tree. Let him wake you early 
and give you a preview of what's really to come because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. We can't imagine how uh, joyful the breakthrough is going to be. We can't consume it. We can't conceive it. The word says you can't. And so God, I believe, he's trying to uh, take a lot of misconceptions of what's to, to come, what he has for us. What's to come is better than what we can imagine. Amen? But we got to trust God and follow instructions and do what he tells us to do. So his instructions are this, come back. Let me repeat the instructions for those who weren't in here. Come back and believe again. God wants us to believe again, not give up on what he has promised. He says, you, you are too far away from me. And he wants us to come back into his presence and calm down and find peace again. Come back to the place where you were last blessed and seek his face for instructions. Realign your faith. Readjust your eyesight. Let him give you a preview of what's really to come. See, we've had a glimmer of, of a vision of what we think God has for us. But he's saying, if you come to me and come back to me, get back in faith and, and come out of your tiredness, and let me energize you and encourage you in this thing again. He says, I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you know not. Amen. Why is he doing it now? Because it's your time. Because he says he is ready to perform his word. And that was, if you didn't write it down, please write it down. It was in Jeremiah 1.12. He says he is ready to perform his word. Amen. All God is, is asking that we don't forget him when we get the blessing which most people will, but he's asking us not to because there's still work to do. In fact, there's more work to do now in this world than it's ever been. If you never prayed, honey, you need to, your prayer partner need to know who you are. Stop being, you know, you need to really meet your prayer partner, some of you. Amen. And we real, need to really start to trust God and get the true vision from him so that we can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ever ask, he can ever ask or think of us because it's work to do in this kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'll I, I finish this. Uh, Bethesda means house of outpouring, and uh, Beth means pool, Bethesda means mercy. So it's the outpouring or a pool of mercy. So that's good to know because God will always give you mercy. Amen. He is not going to leave you by yourself with something that's new. That's why I believe that's why he wants to give us a preview. Amen. This man, he gave him mercy. He had been impudent. That word means weak. He had been weak for 38 years, but didn't he get strong and move his bed? And how did he see his bed? That's what I'm trying to figure out. But he found it. It was his. He'd been laying there. And he picked up that bed. Amen. Because he wanted to be made whole. Now, if he can do that never having sight, can you just imagine what we can do? Amen. Hallelujah. 
So we're not impotent, we're not weak, and we are no longer tired because God is building us up even now. He's strengthening us, he's realigning us so that we can be made whole and rise up in our minds. And this is a whole nother thing. In our minds, he wants to strengthen us. Where that man was impotent in his body and in his sight, we're impotent in our minds because we think wrong. We don't think right. We don't think victorious. We think like things are not going to happen. Disappointment, discouragement, all these things cause us not to think right. And this is why God wants to encourage us. Amen. And he is some saying, come back to my fountain of love, my fountain of peace, and allow me to readjust your sight. He just wants to give us a new vision, a clear vision, a better vision of what's to come. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to get in alignment so that he can bless us with the promise. Get in alignment. And he says, stop making excuses in your mind. Rise up and stop making excuses in your mind. Amen. How many of you have done that other than me? See, your mind will talk you out of the promise. Amen. And that's why you see why God needs to show us some things in the natural. We need, see, we've had our spiritual vision, but God's going to give us a natural vision so that God, so that we can get our mindset straight and kick out all of that negativity and say, I have a new vision, I have a new hope, and I have a new attitude. God does not work his people and not repay them. He doesn't do that. Amen. He doesn't have you waiting for something that you never have. He's saying, this is your moment. Seize it. This is your moment to seize that thing that I have promised. Amen. This is your moment. He says, so rise up. Rise up in your mindset. And stop making excuses to fail or excuses why you will fail, or excuses why it won't work. See, that's our mindset. That's that wrong vision, the wrong sight, and God is correcting that. Amen. If something hasn't been working for you over and over and over for so many years, God is saying, this is your Kairos moment. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This man that was blind for 38 years, his deliverance was connected with his instruction. Amen. I'm going to say it again. His deliverance was connected to his instruction. See, we say, well, okay, if God's going to do this, if he's going to give me clear vision, if he's going to readjust my focus, readjust my sight, do it. And God's saying, but there's some instructions connected to the vision. There's always instructions connected to your deliverance. There's instructions always connected to your blessing. There's instructions, and you have to follow them. So before you see the manifestation, there is an instruction. Amen? And follow them. If a blind man can follow his instructions immediately, so can we. 
So immediately obey God's instructions. Amen. So don't miss your season. Come back and get refocused, readjusted, get a clear vision from God. Amen. Put the word in your heart. Put that vision in your heart again. How many of you think God is on to something? Amen. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. He says, get the vision in your heart again. And don't allow the the devil to foreclose on your territory. Amen. (laughs) He says, set an injunction in place so Satan cannot foreclose on your territory. Amen. So he can't take anything from you. Amen. So when you when you set an injunction, is that okay? If you you get an injunction from the court, they can't foreclose on you. That stops the foreclosure. So God is just saying part of seizing your 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 this part of your Kairos moment. Is seizing the devil and putting him under arrest and stopping him from foreclosing on what on the promise that God has for you. So you put an injunction in there and stop him legally. Stop him because you have legal rights to your blessing. Legally stop him from from stopping you from you stop him from trying to stop you from getting the blessing. Amen. Because you have all rights to it. Amen. In other words, you have power and authority over what God has promised you. He doesn't. He does not have power, but you do. Amen. And so God is saying your mind, your spirit, and your heart must be on one accord with his vision. So this is why he's saying believe again. Come back to me. Get another instruction. Let me readjust your vision. Let me show you things that you know not. Let me show you what I'm doing. Amen. Let me show you. Give me the, the opportunity. One last time, give me that opportunity to show you great and mighty things that you know not. In other words, you have not been shown this before. Amen. Hallelujah. So you've got to line your, your, your heart and your thinking. The, the hardest thing to, in this thing about receiving or seizing or, or uh, sub- pursuing and subduing is your thought process. It's gonna, that's your real enemy is how you think because the devil wants you to think that this is harder than it is or the devil has more power than you or, you know, God doesn't help his people. You know, all sorts of things. You know, but it's all in what you think. You got to train your mind to think like God thinks. So God is saying, if you come to me, if you come into my presence and get some new instructions on how to pursue and subdue this thing, because now is your season and now is your moment, He says, I'm going to renew your mind and I'll I'll give you a clear and better vision of what's really happening in fact i'll give you a preview like that almond tree that comes early i'm going to give you a preview i'm going to be i'm going to allow you to be able to see what's to come 
but it has to be done God's way. Amen? So tap into God's power because we have enough strength to secure what belongs to us. We have enough strength. We're tired, but when we renew our minds and get a new vision, that's going to strengthen us. Amen? Hallelujah. And we have enough strength to subdue what God pursue and subdue. Amen? Why? Because God has ordained this, this time for now. He's ordained for us to get it now. This is our time. And we don't want to miss our season being crazy and doing some asking too many questions. Just like those religious people asking that man that had been sick 38 years and he finally got his healing. They trying to question him. You know, don't, don't waste time like that. Amen. Don't try to question God too much about what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. He just wants us to fall in line so that we can secure what it is that he's called us to secure. Let's give one more scripture, and it's in Ephesians 3.20. My favorite scripture. Amen. And this is how we need to think. You've got to kick your old thinking out because I'm telling you, if you're thinking wrong, you're thinking uh, carnal, you won't seize the moment. You've got to let God tell you. Because, see, it's never as bad as it looks. It's never as bad as you think. In other words, it ain't what you think. Amen. It's never what we think it is. And I believe that's why God, he understands where we are. He knows how we think. And he wants to give us fresh vision so that we can take this situation that we think is too hard for us. And he wants us to look at it in a different perspective. Are y'all here today? Ephesians 3.20. He wants us to think differently. Amen. I want to start in verse 16. Hallelujah. And it says, That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. So in, it, in other words, he wants to strengthen you by transfusing power from his, from his spirit to your spirit. Amen. This is a spiritual thing, action in your inner man. In verse 17, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Amen. See, love is a strong foundation. Well, how did that? How does that have anything to do with the vision? You got to know God loves you. You got to know that. You got to know that he's not stealing from you. It's like this. If God loves me, he's going to do this. You got to think like that. Amen. He lo- well, see, we know he loves us. The Bible says it. But do you really know he loves you? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Do you really believe that he loves you and that he wants you to have all things, you know, according to his, you know, according to what it is? All things according to his, his power and riches. 
do you believe that? Do you really believe that he has the best for you? Do you believe that he still wants you? I should ask this. Do you believe that he still wants you to have the promise? Because you know how people do. Well, it wasn't God. Well, what, were you, what, what, what voice were you listening to in the beginning? It's still God. Don't give up on what God is, is, is saying to you. You don't give up. Amen. See, that's how, the, that's how that man, I believe, stayed sick for 38 years. Because he said, I have no man to stir the water. He was making, and every time I, I want to jump in, go run and jump in, everybody else beat me to it. And so we got to stop with these excuses. Amen. And just go for what God has, is saying now. He wants to transfuse us, his power to our spirit, his, from his spirit to our spirit. In the inner man, he wants to strengthen us because he knows we need it. Why? How does he know? Because he loves us. He knows everything about us. Amen? So in other words, the promise is still good. Everything is still good because God doesn't change his mind. We change our minds. And we start following after other things. Sometimes it's, it's just a TV. You know what I'm saying? Or restaurants. Eating, eating, and you know, you, you, you start to create your highlight of the week or your highlight of your life. And it's all a substitution. But God is saying that now is your Kairos moment. Amen. It has finally come. Now you all tired. You see what I'm saying? And so this is why he's saying, I'm going to infuse you with power from my spirit to yours because I know you need it. Because <laughs> God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Did we finish? Okay, so I think I'm in, in Ephesians 3, verse 18. And so he wants to root us and ground us in love because love is a strong foundation. Verse 18 says, And may, may be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height of his love. Because we don't know. Verse 19, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. So his love, the love of Christ passes our knowledge. That we may be filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. And that word... Fullness means full measure, full complement. Amen. Plentitude. He wants us to be filled with plenty. Amen. Like a cargo ship that's overfilled with, with cargo and crew. Amen. Or, or like a, t a, a town with no empty houses. He wants us to be filled with capacity with his love amen and then 20 says now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundant now why is it saying god is able to do exceedingly and abundant if he can't do it the bible doesn't lie see let me tell you what it's all about what's up here in our thinking amen and the devil wants to shut you down Amen. Because what is his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. And his mission hasn't changed. Well, why would God change on us? 
The devil wants to shut a Christian down. He wants to take your faith and, and just crumble it. Crush your heart. Devour your thinking. He hates us because he, doesn't, he can't get the love that we have from God. God loves us with an everlasting love. He don't have that. He can't get it. He can't go to heaven. He can't follow us nowhere. All he got is a fiery grave waiting on him, and he can't enjoy any of the rights and privileges that he gave up. So his mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. He want to take your mind, then make you feel like everything's your fault. You ain't no good. You can't do nothing right. And you're left with anger, bitterness, and you're mad at God because nothing's working. And then here's the grace people talking all this other stuff, telling, encouraging you not to repent. Then you get all these other people that's inclusive saying, you can't go to hell for nothing you do. You might as well have fun. Here comes all of these lies. And before you know it, you're backslid because you don't have any more faith and hope in God's word. And this is why he's saying, come closer. Come back. Come back to me. Believe again. Let me put hope back in your heart. Let me put faith back in your heart. Believe again. Let me give you a preview of what's to come so that you won't be discouraged anymore. Amen? He is saying, come back to me. Jeremiah saw the, 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 a branch of the almond tree. Amen. And that almond tree was premature, but it, it blooms. It never fails to bloom. It's the first tree that blooms. And he says, and God is saying, I want you to have a ringside seat. I want you to see what I have planned for you. I want you to, so I'm going to give you a clearer vision if you come back. Sit at my feet. Come back. Find me again. Remember those talks we used to have. Remember that zeal. Remember that positive attitude we used to have. Remember our talks we used to have. I want, I want that again. I want to have that again because I want to show you what's to come. Show you great and mighty things that you know that. It's, am I talking to anybody in here? Hallelujah. We have to know that we have the power to command an atmosphere. Once God showed, now this is one thing I can say about this vision, this new vision, this, this. once God show you what it is, that we need to do once he gives you your instructions and once he gives you your sneak preview of what's to come, you can command that atmosphere. That's when you start telling the devil, let it go. Because, see, you know what's coming. So then you start to use your, the power and your authority. Amen? Because right now you're tired. <laughs> it's like, what power? What authority? What are we talking about? Amen. So you have the power. We have to see. In other words, God wants to remind you and bring this back into your remembrance and, and remind you of how dangerous you are to the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. We're qualified. 
to see what God sees. We're qualified. The devil doesn't have nothing on us. We're qualified to command the atmosphere because we have power. We're powerful people. God has given us power from on high. And we're qualified to see how God sees things. So stop being paranoid. Stop being full of fear. Stop being angry. Because God is able to give us another vision and put new hope into us. Amen. He's, he's able to maneuver the spiritual realm so that he can give us hope. Amen. Show us some things that he's not shown us before. Amen. We, he, he can give us the ability to see in another dimension. Hallelujah. See, in other words, you've been, we've been seeing with our spiritual eyes. He, he's going to give us eyes to see now what it is. Amen. Because he feels like he can trust us. Amen. And he knows what we need. Amen. So begin to see clearly what God has already ordained. He's already ordained it. But begin to see it clearly. And don't see, don't see the blessing with problems. We already got problems. God ain't giving us more. Don't see the blessing with problems. Amen. <laughs> Wrong vision. See, that's why God wants to clarify, clear our vision, give us a better hope. And now's the time. You know, this is your Kairos, mo Kairos moment. I'm going to keep saying that because I don't want you to forget it. Amen. And that's a Kairos moment is, is a time that God has prepared for you to seize. Seize the vision. Seize the, the blessing. It's your time to seize. He wants to show you what you've been doing right. and He wants to show you what you've been doing wrong. Amen. So you won't be so hard on yourself. Because I'm telling you, the devil puts condemnation. Well, it's your fault. See, you've been waiting 20 years because you didn't do this right or you didn't do that right. He does that. That's his job. He'll still destroy. That's his job. But he's not going to shut up until you shut him up. You have to make him stop talking to you. Because there's a bright side to everything that God's involved in. Amen. Everything that he touches is good. He doesn't get in, in he, see, this is why we need to stop trying to figure things out. Quit trying to figure it out and allow him to strengthen us in our minds and in our hearts. And we need to get our minds renewed. He can't do that for us. You got to renew it in the word of God. He's already made a way for you to renew how you think, how you look at things. But he wants to give you clear and fresh vision. Amen. Amen. So you know how to set an injunction. <laughs> you know, that's part of your seizing what God has for you. In other words, you tell the devil, uh-uh, let he who has stolen steal no more. You don't steal from me anymore. Amen. I won't allow it. In other words, I disallow it. And I'm taking, I'm taking authority because I'm back tell him I'm bad. I was down. <laughs> down but not out. What's that other one, Chuck? 
down but not out. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. Whatever it is. But God is saying, will you believe again? Hallelujah. Will you come back? And all he's saying is come back into my presence so that I can give you a clearer picture, so I can give you a better glimpse of what's to come, so you'll believe, so that you won't lose hope, and so that you'll command, so that you'll pursue and subdue. Amen? He's helping us. Why? Because this is our moment. This is our moment. Amen. He is helping us. He wants to bless us. He's healing us, blessing us, and he's promoting us. Everything that we need from God, he's doing and more. Amen. But we need to acknowledge what he's doing. So readjust your vision. Readjust your sight. Come back to the place where you were last blessed and approach God because you want more. Amen. Come, come to him so that he can realign your faith. Readjust your eyesight so that we can see. Amen. Come into right proximity of where he is. In other words, it's time to buck up. Amen. And let this tie, stop being tired. It's not, it's not time to be tired anymore. It's tired to tell the devil, you know what? You've been tripping me up and tripping me up for 38 years. That ends today. Amen. I'm tired. <laughs> I want something different. And seize the moment. That's what Kairos moment is. Seizing. It's the time to seize what God has for you. Get instruction. Come back to him. Pray. Get his face. You can't, you can't get instructions if you don't pray. So now is not the time to run from your prayer partner. You run to them. Amen. And you pray and you pray. Get into his presence on your own. And, uh, and tell God that you are ready to seize what he has for you. And he will give you clear, concise instruction. Amen. And it can be the smallest little thing, just a little tweak here, a little tweak there. But God is saying, don't give up. Don't let the devil put you on the run no more. It's time to quit running. And it's time to seize the moment to subdue and pursue and subdue. And <laughs> you know I was going to forget again. Pursue and subdue and allow God to tell you. Which, what you're supposed to do. He'll give you your instruction, and you will do it. Amen. And he'll give, when, when you go to get your instruction, expect him to give you a new vision. Amen. A new hope. And get your mind renewed so that you'll be able to carry what God has for you. Amen. And the work doesn't stop. The work continues. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, people are getting shot every single day. Yet another, yet another. So the work doesn't stop because you're having a Kairos moment. Don't get it twisted. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, we thank you and we praise you.
We lift you up toward you. 